Greg Richard here with you this Monday for Gardening at Talkback. Scott Sharp away this week, and I'm joined by the lovely Judy Sharp. How are you doing, Judy? I feel better now, Greg. Thank you for that description. <laughs> Considering I was supposed to be defrosted, wasn't I, for this week? Well, his words, not mine. Uh, but, you know, I thought he kind of – he had to mention age, didn't he, in that? Did you notice? <laughs> it was a cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. Mm. Thank you, Greg. What have we got planned for this, this afternoon? Well, I thought we should talk about planting new season roses and – I thought we might give away a City of Newcastle Bicentenary Rose. Oh, very good. It sounds nice. Yeah. And, uh, of course, after all this rain, we should be doing some liming and dolomiting. Uh, clover and bindi are in lawns. Uh, lots of plants getting yellow, yellow, yellow leaves. We can discuss why that's happening. Um, and, you know, if we've got enough time, we could talk about the Queen of the Winter Garden. And we could also prepare beds for spring. That's exciting because it's not many weeks away, we hope. Hopefully. It is a bit too cold at the moment. That's a nice turn up. Now, we mentioned something a bit earlier about planting roses this season. Yeah, Greg, uh, when you're planting new season roses, uh, they've actually been dormant. uh, And when you put them in the ground, they release all these wonderful new fine roots. So what you have to be very careful of is that you don't actually fertilise the soil. Right, you so a lot prefer- of people would do that. Oh, yes, because they want to give the rose a big kick, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and the fine roots go down into the fertiliser and can burn them. So if you haven't pre-prepared your soil, I would then suggest that you plant your root ball into a good potting mix to give it a little bit of a kick start. And once you plant them, you need to start watering them every day. And obviously, at the moment, we're not having to worry terribly much, are we? No, it's raining every day at the moment. (laughs) Every day at the moment. But don't be deceived by that either, because sometimes the wind blows and takes the rain away. So planting new roses, no fertiliser. Probably in about a month's time, you could apply some sudden impact. Okay, so would you just water water every day, was that... The most you do, just once in the morning or in the afternoon? No, once or? is enough. Once a day would be enough, as long as you, you're kind of encouraging the sap stream to rise in that new rose. But now, you've got this giveaway for a City of Newcastle rose? I thought it was the right time of year to give one of those away, Greg. Uh, You know, most of the nurseries have them in stock now. Uh, The City of Newcastle rose was actually introduced for the city's bicentenary. Don't ask me how many years ago. I've lost track of that. Um, But uh, uh, what happened, a lot of money was being spent at that time on events that were were not going to give us any lasting reminder of the bicentenary. So I thought, oh, I might contact the council and see if we could have a city of Newcastle Rose. The BHP was still operational, and I figured that if um, if people were buying the Bicentenary Rose all over Australia, that we might have a bit of a different image going out of our city. They might look at this beautiful rose and go, oh, Newcastle. Mm. So luckily, the council at the time agreed to do it. Oh, very good. Yeah, and they paid some lar- rather large dollars and uh, it was developed by Swain's Nursery in Sydney. And the red rose was selected, which has a a very, very beautiful, strong perfume. And it was grafted onto coastal stock originally to make it viable in this area. So that was the story, how it began. Very good. Now, we do have a caller on the line. It is Elaine from Charlestown. Elaine, how are you? I'm 
fine. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Now, what have you got a question about camellias? Camellias and some gardenias. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Judy? Excellent, dear. What's the problem with your camellias? Well, there's not a problem yet. Um, Every year I throw cowpoo on them. Um, So is there anything else I should be doing to help keep them healthy and lush and etc.? Or just only cow poo every year? And what time of the year should I be doing that? Elaine, are we talking sasanquas or japonica? Sasanquas. Right, so they've finished flowering. Yep. And now is the ideal time to give them the cow manure. Right. And gardenias, you could perhaps wait a few weeks. Okay. Um, and if your gardenias are starting to get yellow leaves, you know the story, you apply chelated iron to the root system. Oh, no, I didn't know. Yeah. Now, what will happen with your gardenias, they bust out to make all those beautiful flowers and they put all their goodness into that rather than into the green of the leaves. So when you find you're getting really yellow leaves, that can mean they're getting their flowering set. Also, too, they love water at that time of year, Elaine. Okay. Yeah, but with your sasanquas, not japonicas, only sasanquas at the moment, if you give them cow manure now, you'll get all that lovely new growth happening. All right. So that's fine just every year, just that you don't have to put a, a, like another bag of soil builder or anything like that? Just uh, keep throwing bags of cow poo on? Yes, that's right. But I tell you what else they love is peat moss. Now, they have a very shallow root system. Yeah. And if you put peat moss around the surface coming up to the hot weather, uh, that will help keep the moisture in, but it also keeps the soil acidic, which the camellias do love. All right. So what peat moss does come in a bag, is it? It or? does, yeah. I've, and it's, I've look, never taken any notice. Yeah, you don't need very much. You probably, um, you know, a small amount just to cover the root surface. Yeah. Um, and it is called peat moss. Once um, it was available from... Uh, our Australian um, rivers, etc. But then at some stage they decided we weren't allowed to farm peat moss from the bottom of the rivers. So um, it is imported, uh, but it it isn't that terribly expensive anyway because you won't use much of it. But trust me, it is definitely the way to go. It is. Coming up to summer, use your peat moss. Right. Um, Another question. Can can I transfer a camellia this time of the year? That's one of those Sasenko ones. Because it doesn't get as much sun as it should. So can I move that into a sunny spot now? Or Yeah, look, uh, Elaine, there is, this is very strange, but the one plant you move when, it, when in flower are camellias. Oh. Uh, so if you were asking me about a japonica, which is about to start flowering, I would say yes to move it now. Now, your sasank was just finished, so I'd do it quickly, dear. All right. Okay, okay. then. Straight Thank away, you very much. do it quickly and, you know, perhaps give it a drink of flourish to set the root system in again. Yep. And plenty of water after you do it. Flourish, L-O-R. Okay. F-L-O-R. That's liquid yeah. It is, yes. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Bye. Elaine. Bye. Cheers. Thanks very much, Elaine. If you do have any questions, give us a call on 49 at 216 at 216. And we have Sue. How are you doing, Sue? Good, thank you. Just turning my radio off. You're all right. Now you've got a question about the Newcastle Rose. Yes, I wonder. I'm in a unit at, uh, in Newcastle, and I wonder if it, the rose can be grown in a pot on a balcony. Oh, Sue, look, the answer to that is yes, uh, definitely, my dear. Reasonable size pot, 
But now I have to ask you a question. Is that balcony getting a lot of wind and a lot of salt? I can put the rose in a little room off the balcony that's protected and it's lovely and warm and light and everything else. And does it get sun? It does. No, that's fine. I don't think you'll have any problems with it at all, but do get a reasonable size pot. Fine. Thank you very much. I'll come down for some guidance. Okay. Love Thank to see you. you. Thanks, Sue. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Sue. If you do have any questions, give us a call on 49 at 216 216. And Irene, how are you doing, Irene? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm very good. That's good. I'd like to talk uh, with Judy about some Geraldton wax plants I have. Oh, okay, Irene, I bet you've got problems with them with this rain. <laughs> well, not really. Um, I planted about 15 uh, Geraldton wax plants um, uh, shrubs uh, two years ago. <clears throat> I've only lost, a, I've lost about three. However, my question is, is what do I do after they flower, Judy? Um, last year I didn't uh, trim them back. Uh, and now only three of them have got flowers on them. Ah, uh, yes. No, they do need trimming back. Do uh, they? How yes. far, Judy? Oh, look, not terribly far. If you go back to where they're woody, you'll be in trouble. Uh, right. As you know, they can be tetchy little creatures. Yes, uh, I know. Because we're growing them out of their native habitat in Western Australia. Yes, um, agreed. Uh, are you old enough to remember the um, uh, Cygna storm? Yes, I certainly am. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was about what nineteen sixty-seven. Oh, yeah, well, we best not say because you know <laughs> some of the young listeners out there might pick your age and my age. Yes, um, indeed. But um, we had a we were living at Hamilton South at that time, right. and of course that's very sandy. And we had a magnificent Gerald and Wax in the garden, and right. Uh, Scott, cheeky Scott. He was um, only a boy, I can remember, and we heard this awful noise, yes. and of course it was a tree coming down his bedroom. We we managed to grab him in time. Sometimes oh, I think I should have left him there, but anyway. Um, and we had this Gerald and Wax in the front garden. Yes. And when we got up the next morning, it had died. Just, oh, right. from, just from that soaking overnight. Oh, they, okay. They do not like wet feet, and they're certainly getting that at the moment. Um, right. So, look, don't cut it back terribly hard, but right. you should always do it after flowering and always give them some blood and bone. Right, okay. But not the native fertiliser, not the, um, the granules. Oh, you could do that, but a little bit of blood and bone won't go wrong. Yeah, you know, this is a real challenge for me. I, I decided that I wanted to see how, how good I could be. Well, if you're doing that well with them, you're a very good gardener because the majority of people lose them. Yeah, well, I have lost a few, but uh, thankfully the soil is really sandy. I'm right on the waterfront and um, the, uh, the soil is really, really sandy. So, Judy, how much water should I be giving them? Oh, look, at the moment, I don't think you'd have to worry terribly much. Right. Uh, you know, um, it's very difficult to guide you on the water issue. You really need to be going out checking your soil. Um, right. They're established plants, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yes, I've, I've got one. Uh, no, hang on, I've probably got uh, five that are around about... Um, Two metres high. Right. Well, 
you know, consider Western Australia yeah. uh, and they're out in the bush growing wild. No one's yes. watering them, are they? No, they're not. And I think once they're established, um, I'd be, you know, maybe cutting back on the watering unless you're really, really well drained, which you may be. Yes, I um, am. Yep. And, you know, wait and see what the weather performance is like. That's the only way to go, really. Okay. And, Judy, sorry, one more question. Yes. Is there a specific um, uh, strain of um, Geraldton wax that, that um, survives much better here in New South Wales? No, not really. You've seen a lot of the new introductions, I would imagine, if you're yes. collecting them, the purples and the whites. And yes. Look, I think the common old pink. Yeah, it seems to me the pink have, yeah. have survived much better. Yeah. The pink and the white seem to have survived much better than um, the really dark purples. Yeah, because, look, as far as I would, uh, my knowledge would tell you that uh, a lot of those might be hybrided. Yes, okay. Yeah, so if you stick to the common pink one, I think you'll do much better. Judy, thank you so much. I really do appreciate all your help. Oh, you're quite welcome. It's lovely chatting to you, Irene. Yes, thanks, Judy. Bye. Take care, bye. And we've got Sandra on the line. How are you doing, Sandra? Yes, good, thank you. Very good. you got a question about roses. Yes, we're doing a garden at home um, with the names of family. Uh, in the roses, and I'm having trouble getting a lila rose and a Stacy rose. Am I able to get those roses, or am I barking up the wrong tree? Sandra, what was the first one? It's a lila, L E I A, lila. I think you're going to have trouble with both of those. Right. Yeah, perhaps have they got second names? Uh, Leela Rachel. Uh, you might find a Rachel. Yes, yes, we actually have got a Rachel from um, Sharps, I think, down in Sydney. Oh, Swains. Oh, Swains, yes, yes sorry. Yes, Swains. No, that's all right, dear. Uh, what about Stacey? Does she have a second name? Uh, Stacey Gwendolyn. Oh, that's it. I know, she's wrapped in that, that one. Oh, um, I understand they've changed. The, there was a Leela Verda, and they've actually changed it to a Lila Verda or something. Yes, L I L A. That can sometimes happen. Look, there isn't going to be any easy way to find them. I don't think, Sandra. Have you okay. rung big companies like Swains? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, my daughter down in Sydney has actually rung them, and that's how she got onto the uh, the Rachel. But I was wondering if there's someone out there or if you do it where you have an old Leela um, or something like that and you, you cut a piece off and then you can grow it. Is that what happens? Yes, you could take cuttings definitely. Uh, right. Roses, when they're being pruned at this time of year, the cuttings are quite successful, uh, but they cannot be moved for 12 months. So what we're hoping now, Sandra, is someone that's listening today has oh. roses by that name and uh, they might give you some cuttings. So that, that would be lovely. I understand I can get a Stacey Sue in a miniature, but all our other roses that we have have been just the, uh, the uh, hybrid or... You the know, uh, roses. Yeah, the, yes, yeah, the yes. Yeah, you might have to settle for the miniature one, my dear, I think. 
Yeah, on the Stacey Sue. Yeah, mm. I think so. Well, what that's a lovely idea, having your family uh, all in the rose garden. Mm. I yeah, hope yeah, you never is. move. Don't ever move. Yeah, that's <laughs> But yes, once you start these these exercises, they're not quite as easy as what you think no, they're going to No, no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, look, all right. um, Sandra, if you care to ring me when I'm at the nursery, because, you know, we've always got a few people banked up here now. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you care to ring me at the nursery, I've got a lot of old catalogues. I'll take notes of that and I'll look through them. Uh, you'd probably be best to ring on a Saturday or Sunday to catch me. All right, okay. And what would that number there be, Judy? Uh, 4960 that's good. Now, what do you got a question about? Uh, I've got husband. He's a problem. And he's cut <laughs> back my protea. <laughs> when did he cut that back, Debbie? In the uh, middle well, of winter, did he? Yes. I, he cut the gum tree back at the same time. The gum tree is now coming out in all new shoots, but there's no movement from the protea whatsoever. I'm a bit worried. Oh, did he cut it really hard? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you very fond of him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always cut his hair. Oh, well, you know what to do. Well, I said to him, I'm going to prune your hair now. (laughs) So we went and paid for a haircut after years. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) look, the sad news is, uh, and you're at Cessnock, aren't you? Yeah, it was a beautiful big tree too. Yeah, and you're just, you're getting so much coal through there this year. Yeah. Uh, Have you thought about covering it, you know, when you're anticipating a frosty night? Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Yeah, I'd be doing that. Uh, Give it a little bit of blood and bone to try and stimulate the growth. Mm, Yeah. But also see if one of the local nurseries up there has flourish. It's a liquid fertiliser, but you have to find the one that's designed for natives. Okay. Now, you give that to it every week. And that might just make a difference. But, you know, I do think it's the weather that's holding it back. Um, And, you know... Uh, I really don't know what to do. What's your husband's name? Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Bruce, yes. off with your head, darling. Oh, off with your head. Oh, we're time here, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's cover it and let's give it a little bit of blood and bone and some native flourish. Okay, okay. Thank you, Debbie. Right, thank you. Thank you, bye. Bye. It is Gardening Talk back on 2 and you RFM. We've got another call on line three. Hello, who are we speaking with? Uh, Steve. How are you doing, Steve? Good, thank you. Hi, Steve. What can I help you with? Um, I'm interested in what is the best screening plant for along a fence line, a quick-growing plant that will give us a bit of um, privacy. Nasty neighbours, Steve? No, 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 nothing like that. Right, okay. Um, Now, look, obviously the fastest-growing one uh, is the lily pilly for screening, and there are so many different varieties that you can choose from and different heights. Okay. And they do grow um, rather quickly, and if you're keen enough or, you know, or uh, your pocketbook allows you to, rather, uh, you can buy them super advanced that probably would already be uh, my height or your height. Yes. Uh, so that could give you a good, give, you know, a bit of a kick start if, you, um, if you're looking for that privacy quickly. 
I have had that advice that lily fillies are good, but I wasn't sure how quickly they grow. Oh, no, they grow quickly. They do. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, so will um, um, conifers. Some of the conifers grow very quickly, but it depends on your space, Steve. Yes. And yeah, also, um, also... We have, a, we have a, the side of the house is quite wide. Right. But we don't want to take it up completely. No. Well, I'd do the lily pillies. The other plants you can consider are the Sasanqua camellias because they're great in a narrow space, but uh, they are a bit slower than the lily pillies. Okay. Okay, Dave. So Thank maybe have a fossic around and see what kind of value you can get in the super advanced ones. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Steve. Thank you very much. We've got time for one more caller. We'll go with Paul from Newcastle. How are you doing, Paul? Hello. Hello, Paul speaking. How you doing, Paul? Good, thanks. I just went up about a banana tree. Uh, What I did, I didn't took the roots out, but I took it from the ground and that, under the ground a bit, but I took the the roots on it. Can I plant that? No roots, Paul. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So that means I I took it off and now I've taken the roots and I killed it. I don't think it's going to be real successful, particularly at this time of year, my sweetheart. <laughs> but look, bananas sucker very, very easily. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so did you get that from a, a friend or something, did you? Yeah, they told me just to take it out of the ground, and I didn't take a shovel along, so I pulled it out and left the roots behind and just took the bottom part off it, you well, know Well, I mean? perhaps the secret might be to go back again with a shovel, and I'm sure they'll let you have another one, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think so. I think they can let me uh, take the rest of the parts out. Yeah, but leave it a few weeks. Let's leave it four weeks, and hopefully the weather's improved. Yes, I know. Did you hear that the Irish uh, banana factory went broke? No. Yeah, they, they chuckled the bank once and kept the sweet once. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a lovely caller, Paul. It's wonderful to have someone that's got a humorous side ring ears. Well, I thought you might appeal to it, that's all. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you could keep going for a long time here, couldn't you, on this subject? No. Well, well, I'll do one more for you, guys. Okay. Um, uh, if you like oranges, of course. No. You like oranges? Yeah, citrus. Well, what, you, yeah, citrus. What, what do you do? You eat the middle part and chuck the skins to your husband. And he's, what do you do now for, darling? I'm trying to appeal to you. Ah, <laughs> okay. Thank you, Paul. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Bye. We'll have to give you the slip there, champ. David on the line from Tea Garden. Hey, David, how are you? Hey, Judy. Hello there. Hi, David. Judy, I want to ask a question about black spot on roses. Right. Um, I, I pruned a couple of rose bushes really a bit too early. We were going away. And, um, and, and when we've come home, there's so much new growth and they're actually flowering now. They're still flowering. And um, we had a horrible year last year with black spot and, and mildew. And um, the, the black spot is, is coming back through already. Um, so I, I feel like I've missed a chance to use something like lime sulphur. Um, can you suggest, should I re-prune them again now and then perhaps try the lime sulphur? Uh, David, when did you prune? Uh, it would have been in April. Oh, yes, yes. No, look, that's that's really equivalent to a summer prune. Uh, okay. The way the weather has been so icy cold and so wet, uh, to be honest, uh, it wouldn't matter if you do prune now. A okay. lot of people in the valley, they won't prune probably till the end of August this year. Yeah, but they have the frosts, so 
And they we, do. We, you, we actually don't have them. No. Problems. Certainly, look, um, I know if you've got flowers on there, that's a bit of... Um, uh, yeah, do. it is. But <laughs> anyway, um, so look, why don't you take off about a third of the growth, David? Yes. And spray with your copper oxychloride. No, sorry, with the lime sulphur. Yes. But you do realise that then you will burn all the growth that's on there. Okay. So, but, but, but not will, to worry. That'll, no, that will just regenerate. Of course. And yes. look, um, my recipe at this time of year is a good bucket full of poultry manure, not pelleted. Okay. Um, and then three weeks later, a handful of rose food. Okay. So I would do that. But, yes. you know, I find, particularly on the coastal areas, Newcastle, the Bay, etc., yes. uh, if you feed your roses every month, yes. uh, it does help them fight off the black spot. Okay. And always alternate your fertiliser. Don't right. give them rose food all the time. No. If we've had a lot of rain, yes. give them a handful of dolomite because that will sweeten the soil up. Okay. Then next month you might give them sulphate of potash. Okay. And then if you were doing the natives with blood and bone, the next month give them you a little bit of blood, blood and bone. And, bone. Okay. Um, and also too, David, with your spraying, alternate your sprays. Uh, but the one to rely on is copper oxychloride. Um, do, do you have a, um, a recipe for a... Uh, a, a general uh, spray regularly um, after using the lime sulphur and the new growth starts. Is it wise to keep a program going, like every couple of weeks, of some sort of um, uh, some sort of um, oil with perhaps um, you know some, something else like eco oil and, and a fungicide in it? Or yes, look, David. Um... You know, probably once a month might be um, enough. good enough, yeah. Okay. Um, I do know some gardeners that spray their roses every week because they get so frustrated by the yep. black spot. Yep. Uh, but um, look, with the eco-oils, if you don't spray according to directions and you miss out because you're going on holidays or something, uh, it's a preventative, not a cure. Sure. So when you get the black spot on there, then you need to hit it with something harder. But, you know, I'm quite fond of um, triferene and some of the designated rose sprays. Yes, um, okay. And then every now and then, as I said, hit them with copper oxychloride. But certainly um, the oil won't hurt. But, you know, it, uh, it probably won't always do the job for you. Okay. Could I ask you one more question, Judy? I think so. Okay. Um, lawns, um, do you... Is it too early to feed a lawn? I've always in the past avoided feeding in the winter months and, and just sort of fed three times a year uh, in the other seasons. Um, should, is that a healthy practice or can I feed now? Should I, what do you think about feeding now in winter? David, could I be quite blunt? You're wasting your money. Okay. Uh, because the rain will just wash the fertiliser away. Yeah. You don't start fertilising lawns until they're actively growing, and that means that you're mowing. Yeah. Because all that happens, that fertiliser dissipates, and the yeah. grass doesn't take it up. Okay. If it's not growing, it can't absorb the fertiliser. Okay. 
that makes sense. So yes. the fertiliser is forcing it to grow, and the grow and the grow and the mowing is what you're. That's you, right. You know, you're cutting the yeah. new growth. But so, I'm glad you asked that today because clover and bindi's around, yeah. um, and you can certainly spray for those two pesty things at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but the other thing you can do right now, it won't hurt to throw a little bit of lime around your grass. Okay. Because in the form of like dolomite or. Oh, you could use dolomite if you like. I mean, or lime, either way. Okay. Uh, because, you know, the, the soil is very sour with all this rain we're having. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Hopefully that helps you, David. I thank you for your time, Judy. You're quite welcome. Thank okay. you for ringing. Bye. Bye. It is Gardening Talk back on to 2NURF FM. We've got Rosemary from Corlette. How are you doing, Rosemary? I'm well, thanks. Very good. You want to know about certain fertilisers? Yeah, fertiliser. I'm just wondering what a good general purpose one is. And... What is it that keeps making lots of leaves? Oh, you mean what fertiliser stimulates yes. the leaves? Oh, right, okay. What what kind of plants are we talking about, Rose? Oh, just general things, you know, like... Right, okay. Now, when you're talking about fertiliser, do you like something simple like a pellet? Yeah, dynamic lifter I've used okay. in the past. Okay. Uh, look, dynamic lifter's a wonderful product. Um, I fancy a product called Bounce Back. Yes. Now, um, I find uh, Dynamic Lifter is actually uh, made from uh, poultry. Okay. Yes, of course. Now, <laughs> if you're doing that regularly on, say, plants that like acidic soil, the, do- the Dynamic Lifter can be a little bit alkaline. So if you use it continually, that alkalinity can build up in the soil. And plants like gardenias and marais, they kind of like it to be more acidic. So they like cow manure. Now, that's okay. that's simplifying it. Um, uh, if you have plants that like an alkaline soil, you give them poultry manure. But if they like acidic soil, you give them cow manure. Oh, what is rhubarb like? Oh, rhubarb loves cow manure. That's what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Rosemary, uh, if you use Bounce Back, it's an excellent product, but you asked me about something that would make leaves grow fairly quickly. Well, I don't want lots of leaf. I want more flowers and fruit and things. Oh, right, okay. Well, you need to find the flourish range because it des- it's designated and you can use it every week. It's fantastic. It comes in a soluble form, so you put it in water once a week. And, uh, you know, we use one around all the herbs and veggies in the nursery every week. And once you start doing that, you'll get a very pleasant surprise. But if you want it specifically, say, for orchids, well, you'd need to buy the orchid one. Yes. Okie dokie. What about uh, just sand? What is good to sort sand out? Sand? In the garden. Right, okay. Well, you need to keep putting in mushroom compost and cow manure. Okay. Okie dokie. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, Rosemary. Bye. Bye. Well, that's all I've got time for, Gardening Talk Back this Monday. Thanks very much, Judy, for coming in. Thank you, Greg. It's been lovely working with you. And, um, uh, you know, I just suppose we better give away our City of Newcastle ah, yes. rose. That's right. We had yeah. a couple of interesting callers today. We have, haven't we? But I think we went with... Debbie, wasn't it, from Cessna? Well, what did her husband do? It might right, she, cheer up. Yeah, she actually destroyed her. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce. Bruce. Oh, what a He's... goose, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs>
He's in the bad books, that man. <laughs> so we'll have to ask um, Debbie to pop down to Merriweather to pick it up, and she might like to bring Bruce along so I can have a little chat to him. I think Bruce might not be coming. I think he might be a bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Greg. It's been lovely working with you Cheers. today. Thank you very much. Guarding Talk back here on 2NURFM.